Good afternoon. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. It is Friday, December 25th, 1.58 p.m. I hope y'all are having a happy holiday. I know I am just relaxing, hanging out with Lavinia, going to watch a movie. I've been researching for the past three hours. I went on a little Christmas walk, had some uh, bagel and some coffee with Kirsty. She's leaving for England in five days <clears throat> where she'll be quarantining for a month until she settles in Belgium. So I'm trying to get some friend time in before she goes. Um, this is the Christmas special. And it is the third and final chapter. It is the juiciest chapter of Phil Collins, A Tale of Three Wives, as this is the third wife. Um, some say the first cut is the deepest. I would say the third cut is the deepest. For Orion has taken Phil Collins on quite a ride. And twisted the knife in the process. Let's start from the beginning. Orion Seve. Born March 24th, 1974 in Neon, Switzerland, to a Thai mother and Swiss father. I personally think that she was born in 1973 because her being born in 1974 contradicts the age that she was when she met Phil. Um, she met him in 1994 um, and they say that she was 21 when she met him, but if she were born in 1974, she'd only be 20. Ugh. I thought about that for a long time. I was like, maybe for too long. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm having a little bit of issues with my phone here. Anyway, sorry. I don't know why it's doing that. Um, it's a Christmas miracle, I guess. So anyway, Orion was very well educated. Um, she also had a black belt in, in karate. Um, she was a very accomplished young woman. Um, she had a degree in international management. So she worked for a, like a venture capitalist firm. And basically her role in this firm was to attract big money clients um, in the financial world and, and kind of bring them into her into the company. Um, so her beautiful looks and her charm and her elegant manners are kind of, um, you know, she would be kind of like the ambassador in a way of, you know, bringing, bringing in the money. Um, maybe people thought they had a chance with her or something. She's stunningly beautiful. Jewelry making was her true passion, but it wasn't something that she was able to pursue until years later. I looked at her, her jewelry on Instagram. I'm sorry, but it's so tacky. I don't even know. I don't even know how to say it. Like there's nothing... There's not one piece that I find original or elegant. Um, the taste level has much to be desired. Um, it literally looks 
like it's from Claire's Boutique. And, and, and it's made with all, you know, fine stones and everything. But there's this one butterfly that's like a rainbow butterfly. And it, it's all like rounded. And it just looks horrible. So, you know, sometimes you might be passionate about something. But I don't have to like it, you know? Know what I mean? Um... So she met Phil when he was on some kind of tour slash press junket in Switzerland. And through a friend of hers who worked with Phil's management team over there, he got Orion a gig translating for Phil Collins. So she wasn't, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, well, that was her job. She was a translator. No, she was basically using her skills that she had at the venture capital firm to kind of work as a a publicist slash, you know, handler slash translator. So translating was one of the things that she did. Um, So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so as soon as Phil meets her, he's instantly besotted with her. She was not flirting with him at all. Um, She was maintaining a very professional um, demeanor and she took the job, she took the task very seriously. Everyone in Phil's band was interested in her. Um, Phil's saxophone player like wanted her number and stuff. So, I mean, you know, you have all these like 40 something guys and you know, they have their wives on tour with them and stuff. And I don't know, they're just all these, they don't really, at this point in their life, aren't like, you know, banging groupies every night, (laughs) to say the least. Um, When you're in a band, like, or, you know, when you're this kind of career musician that's been doing it for so long, you know, it's like, like going to a job or something and everyone has their role to play. So anyway, Phil was unable to stop thinking about her. Like he just had to be reminded. They're like, Hey, you got to go on, like snap out of it. You're in a, you're in a trance. Um, and when he has the chance, he, he backstage, like before he goes on and they're rehearsing, um, kind of like his little speech that he gives in French. So he gives a different speech in every country, just a little, a little banter in the language of the country he's performing in. So she's going over it with him and he asks if she has a boyfriend and she said, yes, I do have a boyfriend. And then he says, well, can I at least take you out for dinner? And she accepts his dinner invitation. And so he and his bandmate are like waiting in the hotel restaurant. And, you know, she never shows up. And so he is, is, you know, not used to being stood up or anything like that because he's a big superstar. So he calls around, he gets a hold of Orion's mother, who gives her the number of Orion's best friend, 
Kristoff, who's like this lovable galoot by all descriptions, um, and he dials up Kristoff's house and something bad has happened. Orion did not come to dinner because her boyfriend found out. She told, she basically told her boyfriend that she had dinner plans with Phil Collins. The boyfriend got really jealous and beat her. He beat her up really bad and he punched her in the nose and he gave her a fat lip. Um, so it, he called it, you know, he called in the nick of time because he still really wanted to see Orion, even though she was all, you know, beat up and stuff. He was really upset and that this has happened to her. And Kristoff brought Orion to the hotel and on Phil's insistence. And they ended up spending the weekend in Phil's suite, which was actually adjoined with his bandmate. Um, so like, it's one of those suites, like, you know, where it's connected by a door. So, I mean, I hope the walls were thick, but you know, maybe they just kept it quiet or who knows minor detail. So they spend the whole weekend together. And then right after that weekend, he has to meet Jill and his daughter, Lily, known as Lily Collins, in Paris right after. So they, you know, just slog through. He slogs through, you know, this part of his marriage. And he is so distracted by by Orion. And his reputation kind of suffers at this point because he is communicating a lot with Jill, his current wife, his second wife, by fax. He has a lot of he has a lot of issues with the marriage. Um he and Jill do not understand each other. They don't see eye to eye. Even though she was probably the wife that went on the tour with him the most. So in some ways like she knows what the touring life is like. Um, they just, you know, she brings the mother-in-law along and the kid. And it's just, I don't know. He, he feels cramped by it. He's, I think Phil Collins is kind of emotionally immature, you know. He wants to always go back to that time when he was like a young teen and was like three girlfriends. You know, that's like, those were his glory days when he was like 15 so he's sending her these these long fax faxes trying to work things out with Jill via fax mess fax machine. And Jill is just by herself in the English countryside getting these faxes. Meanwhile, Orion starts showing up with him on on the road and going with him on tour. He faxes Jill again when he's back in, in Europe for the European tour. And he stays in Switzerland at a hotel near Orion's family house. Tabloids get a hold of Phil Collins' fax to Jill, which Jill probably sent in. 
either that or paparazzi were like looking through their trash or something. Um, and speaking of paparazzi, this is the point where they're swarming everyone associated with Phil Collins. So Jill's mom, Jill's house, anyone from Jill's family, Orion's family. And at this time, Orion's father is dying of cancer. So it's, it's really compounding things and just amping up the stress. But it also becomes another point for Phil and Orion to bond, to cement their bond. You know, he runs into the, the arms of Orion again. And, you know, there is this huge age difference between them. Over, over 20 years apart. So he leaves Genesis too in 1997 and he gets engaged to Orion and they marry in 1999 and, and it's a lavish, it's a $500,000 wedding. Okay. And everyone's there from, you know, Elton John, who maybe he would, he goes to all the celebrity things, but he's there. He, sh he shows up to the wedding. Um, and, you know, who else was there? I'm trying to find my notes. All, all the big celebrities were there. And, you know, Orion looked gorgeous. I will give her that. She was beautiful at this time. Um, and they just start this idyllic life in Geneva, Switzerland. On, they eventually find this beautiful home that's on Lake Geneva, and they start to have babies together. They have a charity together called Little Dreams Foundation. And it's for underprivileged children. In 2001, they have their first child, Nicholas Grev Austin. And then in, 19, in 2002, Phil steps down from touring just to focus on the family. So he's really taking this family man thing very seriously. And then in 2004, they have another baby, Matthew Thomas Clemente. Um, but being mother, being a mother had its struggles. And once again, Phil checks out emotionally. You know, if basically if she can't be Phil's de facto mum, then he checks out. He's not interested in Orion's struggles. Um, in this case, baby Matthew rejected her breast milk. And, you know, that's, I've never breastfed. I've never had to, I've never lactated before in my life, but I can imagine, you know, you're the one who's supposed to be bonding with this infant and giving them your milk and they don't want it. It, it, it hurts in a way that, that probably only a mother can understand. And that would be a time when you would need that extra support from your spouse, which of course he was unable to give and unwilling and didn't even try. Um, the press meantime spins, spins it that he's trying to escape the tax man by settling down in Switzerland. And he just, you know, he, he just kind of like shirks it all off. And he really does his best, even though he's really not very emotionally available. Like I was listening to his book, I'm Not Dead Yet, that came out in 2016. 
And it is a good book. I do recommend it. It is interesting, but he is not really concerned with his relationships. He's all about, he's all about, you know, showing up for Ringo to like get punked by Ringo, basically. Um, It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, The kind of energy that he has around him. Here's the thing, though, with Phil's attempt to be, you know, a stay-at-home kind of family man guy, and he, you know, he, I will give it to him. He's a hard worker, so, you know, he did need to kind of retire in some way from touring because that is a very grueling schedule, um, tons of people depending on you for their livelihood, their entertainment, the pressure, um, filling big stadiums, getting these giant guarantees, etc. It's a whole production showbiz. However, the age difference between Phil and Orion actually becomes more noticeable as they live together longer. Phil experiences some nerve damage from playing the drums, like just cumulatively. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's basically an old fart. You know, kind of before his, I would say he's like an old 40s something. He's an old, he's like, when he first met Oriana, when he was 42, he looked pretty good still, you know, like, I mean, he's like not the most, he's not, you know, Brad Pitt or something, but he's cute. And then he just, I think touring just really sucked the life out of him. So in 2006, Phil and Orion separate and she starts dating this banker named Fuad Majadi. And in 2008, the split was finalized. They were officially divorced. Orion was awarded $47 million. So she gets $47 million settlement, turns around, marries this banker who's worth like many millions of dollars. And they end up having a son together named Andrea. And in the meantime, she ends up having a horrible back injury in 2014. And at this time, she's at a really low point. Um, she and Fuad are on, kind of on the skids. And um, Phil starts to connect with her again in 2015. And he kind of nurses Orion back to health. At the time, though, Phil has a girlfriend. He, he has a girlfriend named Dana Tyler. She was a CBS News anchor. And let me tell you, they were together for like about 10 years. So see the overlap? So when things start of, kind of start to get shaky, like the rich people, they find a new person on the side and then they reveal them. They're like, hey, look. So he's had this girlfriend for over 10 years. When Phil and Orion rekindle the romance again, he just very unceremoniously just kind of breaks up. With, he just like kicks Dana to the curb and she 
kicks Fuad to the curb on her end. This devastated his girlfriend. Okay, this devastated her. She had to take a three-month leave of absence just to kind of recover from this breakup because it was so, it was so hard on her. You know, she had, you know, out of all these other women that he was with, she had her own separate career. She had her own autonomous image that, that had nothing to do with being part of the Phil Collins machine. Okay, so part of that included supporting herself and maintaining her brand and her professional image as a newscaster. And she wasn't able to just hide away in some British castle somewhere and like have her shrink come to her and like, you know, she had to get on, you know, get on the platform of the studio and report the news every day. And she couldn't do it. It was too painful. So that's something that gets overlooked in the midst of their beautiful reunion that, you know, kind of falls by the wayside. So, yeah. Orion moves into this gorgeous $40 million palatial mansion. If you look it up, it's it's actually so beautiful. I would never go live in Florida, but this mansion, I might make an exception for. It's kind of like a deco, art deco villa type architecture and there's lots of lush you know high privacy walls made out of like this lush greenery and then there's this gate and it's it just you know if you want like a private hideaway that's giving you that kind of golden hollywood era feel that's the kind of place this is so anyway so they get back together but they don't get remarried they're still divorced and, you know, she moves the two kids back in. Um, and things seem to be ambling along. Um, except for Phil has developed a really bad drinking problem at this time. He never really was like a big alcoholic or a big cokehead. I mean, comparatively speaking, considering the company he kept with all the other rock stars, like he wasn't, he was probably one of the more wholesome, had a relatively more wholesome lifestyle than the other quote rockers that he associated with. I mean, compared to him and Peter Gabriel, like Peter Gabriel was basically made out of cocaine. Like he was a Coke man. Um, so I'm sure that Phil partied a little bit and he does, he does touch about like on doing some toot here and there, but, um, he really, he really just was very concerned about being able to do his job correctly. Um, but yeah, he really just kind of, after all the hits his, his body took with like, you know, barely able to get around, like he walked with a cane and horrible back injuries and just all manner of like all manner of like horrible nerve issues. I think he just got really depressed and just started drinking. Um, he went over the top with it though. And rehab never helped. And he's probably, he's actually probably back on the sauce now as we speak. He's probably drinking right now. Cause, um, this is probably not his happiest Christmas. Let's put it that way. Um, Last year, in like early 2019, 
Orion was also having another health issue. They have these kind of similar nerve nerve issues. Maybe they just get on each other's nerves so much that <laughs> their nerves are shot. But she was recovering from yet another surgery. Um, I think once you get a back injury, you're kind of fucked up for life physically. Um, it's harder to recover from. She was also on, she was kind of on business in Vegas for her hideous jewelry line. And she employed the services of a male escort named Preston Thompson, age 29 years old. And what was first sex for hire became a sugar mama, sugar baby arrangement. She gave him... This was all just last year, but, you know, their affair lasted up until, like, basically the, the pandemic. <laughs> um, she gave him a dune buggy and a Mercedes Benz and private jet transportation to getaways in the Bahamas. Elton John's back in the picture again because she went to his Oscar party and Preston Thompson was her escort in more ways than one. Um. During this affair, she controlled how he dressed and how he shaved his facial hair. Like, she wanted her, you know, her Ken doll to look a certain way. Um, it, he's, you know, I looked him up. He's, he's cute. But I think there's, like, a lot of guys in L.A. that look like, look like him. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's conventionally attractive. Um, would I have sex with him? Sure, but I wouldn't pay him. Um, Thompson ended up breaking up with Orion when he found text messages from another man. Um, and he texted Phil Collins to let him know what was up. And Phil did not return the text. Would you? <laughs> um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd be like, um, and who are you again, sugar baby? Um... And I'm, and I am not, I want to say something too. I am not against sex work. I think that it is an honest profession. It is hard work. It is the oldest profession. Um, and I'm not dismissing Preston Thompson's choice of employment. I think it's, it's a, it provides a valuable service to so many people. Um, but if I were a huge rock star and my much younger wife was cheating on me with a much younger man, I would be somewhat dismissive of him. Okay? Just to clarify that. So I am very much pro-sex work, pro-sex workers, and I, I think it's a legitimate and valid occupation. Okay? Thompson said that Orion wanted to have sex all the time. And she wanted to have sex with other younger men too, not just him. And she was She said she was physically repulsed by Phil. She claimed that he stunk to high heaven and was impotent. And you know what? He probably, you know, he probably didn't bathe all the time, you know? Um, meanwhile... Well, this, well, he's, well, Phil Collins is getting this text from one of her sugar babies because apparently he wasn't the only one, but he was the main one, the one who spoke out. Orion texted Collins to say that she found love with another man, Thomas Bates, 
a 31-year-old pretty boy. Um, when you look it up, it's like musician and businessman, which is so funny. Um, he was in this duo. He's from South Florida. Okay, need I say more? He's from South Florida. Um, he was in this like short-lived duo that played in coffee houses and stuff. And then the business part of things was they tried to start this, um, this like entertainment company, which sounds so cheesy. And that was a failure. So then basically he doesn't really have a job. Okay. <laughs> um, and he dyes his hair like, I don't know. It's, it's just strange. Orion, I think she got a lot of plastic surgery. So her original, I can send you photos if you want, like if you're just feeling lazy, I can send you what she looked like when she met Phil and when, what Phil looked like and how quickly both of them aged. I don't know what it is, but their, their relationship with each other did something to each other physically. I don't know, but she, she got so much plastic surgery and, you know, I hope that, that it helps her feel good about herself. Um, but it's just, it's, un, it's unnerving how much surgery she's had. The appearance is unnerving. So this man, Thomas Bates, um, married Orion secretly in in August, back in Las Vegas, they went to Las Vegas and they were married by an Elvis impersonator. And I mean, it's such a bombshell to drop on him. And they did it. They, then they moved, they moved uh, Mr. Bates <laughs> into that $40 million mansion. And they basically have armed security guards there. This is, and this is where it's bringing us to like, just as of a couple months ago, they locked Phil out. They changed the security codes. So when he came back from his travels, this little, I don't know, this freaking unemployed, untalented nobody is like shacked up with your wife, which is actually no longer your wife. Your wife is remarried secretly and there's armed security guards barring you from entering meanwhile you're physically fragile and you require assistance he's he's 69 years old he looks like he's in his 80s i'm not even joking he looks so old and he is so frail and she also demands 20 million dollars from him he has priceless artifacts from the alamo in that that is like his like prized possession in the house. He has jewelry that's worth millions and millions of dollars. And I'm not talking about Orion Savy originals. I'm talking about priceless antique jewelry that is part of his personal collection. Um, unpublished lyrics, um, all of his awards, every, you know, it's his home. It's his home, his place where he's supposed to feel safe. And this is the one time that I feel bad for Phil. This is the time that I actually feel sorry for him. Because I feel like now he's an old man. And he finally has his chance to, to settle down. And he realizes like how he fucked up with his other relationships and his marriages. And 
he's just trying to come home. And he can't, he can't come home. And I do feel bad for him in this instance. Because I don't think anyone deserves that shit. Um, and so she also wanted money for their sons until they turn 18. Um, but here's the thing. There is already money for those sons that she can't touch. He has these massive trust funds for them um, that she does not have access to. But she wanted money, I guess, child support money. She burned through the $47 million from the first settlement, from the first divorce settlement. Like, she burned through it. Um, And she was probably thinking that she needs more to, like, support this new guy, husband number three. Um, So here is the update on how how it's all ended up. The lawyers from both sides, which, by the way, she switched lawyers every day for a week to purposely stall litigation and processing so that like, you know, it just stalls everything. The current lawyers on both sides have come to the agreement that Phil's, all of Phil's articles and items will be put into storage until the final divorce settlement or the final settlement is reached because they're already divorced. Um, she must vacate the premises with Thomas Bates on January 1st. And he even, you know, he generously offered, like when she originally sent him the text saying that she was, you know, had found love elsewhere, he offered to set her up in a new house. And in fact, they do have she and her new husband do have another house in Las Vegas that they can go. It's not as nice as the $40 million mansion, but it's a house. It's nice. You can actually get a really nice house in Vegas um, for, for less money than in California. Um, so she has the means, but she, she loves the rock and roll lifestyle. You know, um, he, was, he said, I'll set you up you know, and I'll give you some money to help you kind of like transition out of the house. So it'll be very smooth, you know, and what else did he, oh, and he said, you, you can always still be on my health insurance for life. <laughs> That's so, that in and of itself is so nice. That is so sweet. He just like, he loves this woman. They've been through a lot together. She's a mother of two of his children. And I think he just, wanted things to be as amicable as possible, you know, she's got to leave by January and let's just hope that she does this turd that she married Thomas Bates. I don't really see it lasting very long. I think he's a user and a loser and he needs to go back to South Florida. He was living with his parents before all this shit happened, by the way. So he's not an independent man by any means. And you know what? Here's the funny thing. I think that Phil and Orion will get back together. Because he does love to rekindle these romances. He loves this, like, this thing of having, you know, getting back together with exes and stuff. You know, I think a lot of, most men are like that. Because every single person that I have dated or whatever, they always, you know, we stop seeing each other. They always 
try to get back in my life somehow. And I, I think that holds, and I'm not the only woman that happens to, I think it happens with all women. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had a lot of fun doing the research. I will keep you posted. It might be a couple years until we know the final outcome of the story, but I appreciate you listening and I hope that you have a lovely holiday today. Take care. Bye-bye.